0: to the Bless Up Podcast. My name is Maureen and I'm here to dust off any negative vibes and keep you inspired on your journey of growth in mind, body and soul. With each episode, I'm going to be sharing some incredible insights to help you live well and thrive with joy and purpose. So hit that subscribe button and get ready to bless um. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bless Up podcast. Guys, I'm so excited and I'm so grateful that you're listening along today. I hope that this episode inspires you and motivates you and informs you all about the wonders of sleep and helps you to make some of those simple lifestyle changes that are going to help you glow and grow in mind and body. So wherever you are today, I hope you're having the most beautiful day. And if you're not, if you're having a bit of a blip and life isn't quite going as planned this week or today, I just want to send you a big, big virtual hug and let you know that You have it within you to take this in your stride and come out on top and I'm rooting for you and I know that you've got this. I was really inspired to talk about this topic of sleep today from numerous conversations I've been having with my friends and my colleagues and my family and some of my patients too. And I think that sleep is the one thing that is never on anyone's top priority list. It's always way down at the bottom and it's always the afterthought. But one thing that we don't realize is how much sleep can impact both our physical, but also our mental well-being and our ability to connect with each other. For centuries, sleep has been really an enigma and a mystery to us. We know what we're meant to do in the waking hours and we know how that benefits us. We are hunter-gatherers and whilst we're awake, we're out there getting food, making money, making connections. But at nighttime when you're sleeping, it's been unknown for so long what is actually going on in our brains and in our bodies. But over the past 20 years, we've had really an influx of research Telling us exactly what's going on and there's still so much left to be uncovered. Let me start by asking you how much sleep did you actually get last night? Was it five to six hours? Was it seven to eight? Was it the beautiful, sweet, recommended eight to nine hours or even nine to ten? Really ask yourself that question and compare it to how much sleep you get on average throughout the week. And what kind of sleep is it? Is it fragmented? where you wake up multiple times during the night? Did you find it really hard to fall asleep and stay asleep? If you woke up in the middle of the night, did you find it difficult to go back to sleep? All of these questions matter in terms of your sleep quality and your nighttime well-being. Oftentimes, it's not that we don't think sleep is important, but it's that we think that sleep isn't as important as writing that essay or hitting that deadline or binge watching Netflix and the real reality of the situation is that sleep matters and sleep is the superpower that you hold when your head hits the pillow at night and you fall into that deep slumber if you want to maximize productivity creativity and problem solving if you want to commit new learning to memory faster if you want to minimise feelings of stress, burnout and fatigue, if you want to reduce your risk of developing health problems such as cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, dementia and even certain cancers, you need to sleep. Here it is, you need to sleep. My friends take the mick out of me all the time and they call me a grandma because I love to get into bed by 10 p.m and uh, maximize my sleep quality and quantity but this is so different to when i was at university and i was thinking about this the other day how when i was 18 and i'd just gone to med school we were studying for our first set of exams and naturally i had left it to the last minute and i was cramming all the information into my brain and it's the week before the exam and we're in the library for these god-awful hours, and when we were at uni, if we were going out to bars or clubbing, to get us out of the club, they'd start turning the lights on, but in the library, to get us out of the library in exam time, they'd start turning the lights off, and at that point, I wouldn't pack my bags and go home. No, I'd pack my bags and go to the 24-hour computer cluster in this hope to learn as much as I could in the shortest amount of time possible. And I remember one day my friend turned to me and he goes, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And that just became a mantra for us. It was our motto, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Little did I know at that point of time that that could come a lot sooner than I thought because sleep deprivation leads to aging and actually is shown to shorten your lifespan. In addition to this, little did I know that my attempts to cram as much as I could into my brain with as little sleep as possible was hindering my learning capacity and it was futile really. As I've studied and researched sleep in a bit more detail, I've come to realize how essential sleep is for our learning capacity. And this is because in the brain, we have an area of the brain called the hippocampus. And it's the hippocampus that helps to organize, form and retain new learning and memories. A study has shown that people who have good quality and sufficient sleep had increased activity in the hippocampus than those who were deprived of sleep. So it's not just quantity, but it's also the quality of sleep that's important in shifting information from the short-term to the long-term storage sites in the brain. So if you're studying for exam, sleep. (laughs) please sleep i hate to be the bearer of bad news but the thing is sleep deprivation it doesn't just affect our ability to learn and form new memories but it also impacts our immune system Studies have shown that sleep deprivation leads to a reduction in natural killer cells. And natural killer cells are immune cells in the body which help to attack cancer cells. The World Health Organization has declared shift work as a probable carcinogen for cancer. Sleep deprivation can also make it really hard to stay on track with your health and fitness goals. We're often told by personal trainers and health and fitness gurus online to make sure that we get plenty of sleep. And the reason for that is when you're sleep deprived, a hormone called ghrelin increases in your body. Now ghrelin is the hunger hormone and it makes you want to reach for high fat and sugary food at the first sight. When you're sleep deprived, you also have a reduction in a hormone called leptin. Now leptin is the hormone that makes you feel full and satisfied after a meal. So you've got more ghrelin making you wanna eat more and less leptin making you feel full. You are just gonna gobble up everything in your path and that's why it can be really hard to stay on track with healthy eating when you are sleep deprived. In addition to this, Sleep is when your body's muscles restore themselves and grow. So if you're exercising loads during the day and doing resistance training, but not getting enough sleep, you're not going to see the same outcomes as what you would like to see if you're not sleeping as much, because your body doesn't have enough time to recover. If you ever feel more stressed out after a night of poor sleep, It's because your body produces more cortisol when you are sleep deprived and cortisol is otherwise known as the stress hormone. If you've ever wondered why you're really grumpy after a night of poor sleep and we've all been there, we've all had sleep deprived nights and then the next day been snarky and snappy over little things that wouldn't normally bother us. The reason is because of changes in your prefrontal lobe of the brain which make it harder to emotionally regulate yourself and deal with changes in your emotions. So sleep is clearly important for both our mental and physical well-being and the problem isn't with a one-off of being sleep-deprived. The problem is that as a society and as individuals, we are chronically sleep deprived. And that's because the recommended amount of sleep that we should be getting each night is between seven to nine hours. However, for many of us, we are getting much less than this. I know that for a lot of people, having good quality as well as quantity of sleep can be a bit of a challenge, so I'm going to give you some top tips right now. Firstly, we schedule everything else in our lives, so it's time to start scheduling your sleep. Carve out 8 hours each night dedicated to sleep. This is top advice from Professor Matthew Walker, who is a sleep researcher and also the author of the incredible book, Why We Sleep, which I could not recommend enough. If you find that your brain is really busy as you're trying to fall asleep, and by that I mean you have a lot of different thoughts running through your mind and you just can't seem to switch off, this is a really common problem. And my number my number one tool to help with this is meditation. And I've personally found it really helpful to help clear my mind and ease any anxiety. And you might find it helpful too. My third tip for today is to put away the fun. Put it away, put it away. You do not need it as you are falling to sleep. I promise you that you are gonna get such a better night's sleep without looking at your phone and this is because your phone emits blue light and blue light can compromise your sleep because it reduces and delays the amount of melatonin produced by the body. Now melatonin is a chemical that is needed to initiate sleep. So if blue light is reducing the amount of melatonin your body produces by 50 percent and also delaying it by about three hours. You're not only gonna find it harder to initiate sleep, but it's also gonna come much later than you ever wanted. Blue light exposure has also been shown to disrupt REM sleep. Now REM sleep is also known as rapid eye movement sleep. And it's during this portion of the sleep cycle that you dream. And dreaming has been shown to be really important for your mental health. Phones, laptops, iPads whatever it is technology is like a Pandora's box for anxiety because it's an instant access to the whole world and with that comes a whole world's worth of worries and stress in the forms of emails news and social media. So when you have your phone by your bedside and you check it first thing in the morning your brain is being trained to expect stress first thing in the morning and so what happens is it reduces the quality of your sleep because you periodically within the night wake up in anticipation for the stress. So try this, one hour to half an hour before bed, keep the devices away or try and dim the light on it. I know many phones have this setting And also avoid looking at your phone first thing in the morning. So try and keep your phone usage for after you've brushed your teeth or a little bit later in the morning to help to retrain your brain and um, keep it stress-free. We don't need any more stress in our lives. So just to summarise, my three top tips for this podcast are to schedule your sleep, meditate before bed and also reduce your tech exposure and this is going to really help improve your quality and quantity of sleep. I have so many more tips from my research and I'm going to summarize it all in a blog post over on www.marinelife.com so go check that out. These simple lifestyle changes that you make are going to make the whole world of difference and I have been really fascinated by sleep and researching and learning so much from Professor Matthew Walker. So I'd really recommend for you to go on YouTube and just search his name, sit down and listen to one of his talks because he has over 20 years worth of experience in the field of sleep research and you're going to learn so much. It's going to blow your mind. I would love if you could rate this podcast, leave me a review, it would mean the world to me, and share this with a friend who you know could use some help and tips for their sleep. Until next time, I am sending so much positive energy and vibes your way. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.